them on an interview, obviously trying to prove myself and my worth, have people get a taste of, you know, what it's like to work with me. And I was shut down. You know, it was it was sort of like, girl, shut up. Let the big boys speak. Do not cut somebody off, even if it's an enthusiastic insertion and a respectful, you know, contribution to the conversation. And, you know, I took I took the the pay. They wrote me a check and I walked out of there and I said, you know what? Never again. everyone. This is Adrienne Garland and welcome to Sugar Coated. What we're going to be talking about today is what leadership is and why I have decided to launch this podcast. So I'm going to start with the why and the reason that I decided to go down this path. And I'm going to take you inside my thinking a little bit so that you can maybe relate to some of the thinking that I've had and maybe you can maybe you're experiencing the same types of things that I am but first and foremost what I wanted to start with today is the fact that I have been procrastinating on recording this episode and the reason why is because I was thinking about an interview show and no disrespect to anybody that does interview shows but I find them to be somewhat boring. I don't really care too much about, you know, where somebody is right now or, you know, what they did when they were young. Uh, I do respect that all of those things leads to where people are today. But I think that for me, The most important conversation to be having is not so much where we were and what led us to where we are, but rather where we are going. And I believe that what we need to see in this world um, is more diversity in leadership. Now, I'm focused specifically on women leaders, but that's not to say that I don't think that there should be a more diverse array of leadership throughout the world. And what we need to be seeing and who we need to be hearing from are people that look different than the current leaders, sound different than the current leaders, but have humanity in mind. And this podcast is not political at all. This is all about, you know, what we see we can be. Um, Everybody knows that phrase. And if we don't, if we don't see more women in leadership positions that are acting in a unique way, women that are not acting like men or acting like a traditional uh, leader or what we think of as a leader, we're never going to get past it. So on this show, I'm definitely going to be having conversations with people, but I will not be interviewing them in the traditional sense. This is so much more about conversation and how things are revealed rather than a prescriptive, you know, script of question and answer. So 
you know, be prepared that you're not going to be taught the the five lessons of leadership or how to dress to be a leader. That is not what I am here to do. What I'm here to do is to let you in on some of the exceptionally powerful conversations that I'm having with people. Now, in my world right now, what I'm focused on, those people are primarily women, uh, but I am definitely having very powerful conversations with men as well. And I am all about equality. Equality is what drives what I do. And the reason that I'm so focused on women is because I don't feel that women have been given the opportunities. I don't feel that they have these, uh, you know, unspoken networks of supporters like men do. And that's fine. You know, that is the way that it is. But I believe that women have the power to change that. And we need to stop backing away. I'm going to tell you about a conversation that I had the other day, and it was great. You know, I I attended a financial workshop. I was invited by uh, this wonderful woman that I know, and there was a speaker who was absolutely terrific. And uh, what she presented in essence uh, was a plan. So it's it's called a love letter, um, which sounds really soft, but it's super powerful. This love letter is a, a plan. It's a plan for when a loved one passes. And it is a document, a physical document, super practical, that lists where all assets are, all passwords. Um, And it also has a little bit of an element of you know, what the the person who passed intends for their children or their grandchildren. And it's just a really nice thing where everything is in one place. So I attended this financial workshop and had some really delicious food and, and drinks, which is always terrific at, at a beautiful location in, in Long Island. And uh, afterwards, I had drinks with a couple of women. And we had a a great time. We were talking about so many different things. And we were talking about, you know, people, I'm not going to say men, because I am so not a man basher. But you know, there was a comment made to somebody that I was talking to about how she's whatever the context was that she was too sensitive. You know, she said something and stood up for herself. And the comment back to her was, oh, you know, get over it. You're too sensitive. And, you know, I get so pissed off when I hear comments like that. And, you know, I said, well, what did you say back to him? Because the the fiery Adrian wants to shoot you know, a a cutting comment back to that person to have them realize that what they said is hurtful. And it's not incumbent upon us to, you know, take it, right? We should have the confidence and the ability to shoot right back at that person to let them know that what they said was not cool and was not right. 
we don't always have to be, you know, the mature person and allow the other person to to sort of get away, you know, with that. And then us always take the higher grounds like, you know, oh, because these people need to be taught that they can't be saying shit like that. So anyway, I said, you know, what did you say back to that person? And she said, you know, I've just taken a higher position. And, you know, I I just walked away and know that I'm not sensitive and let him think whatever. Now, that is very woke and it is very zen and it is, you know, fine. But this person what he, what you know he uh, thought was that he won right he shut her up and he got his point across and another woman that was as you know part of this conversation said you know you can't say anything <laughs> and i was just like what what do you mean you can't say anything yes there are consequences to saying something but you can't say anything you know, screw that. So, uh, you know, that is what I see as part of the problem. We are operating from a place of fear because we're in this corporate world where it's a certain structure that was developed. And yeah, you know, in in a lot of ways, she's right. You can't say something if you expect to continue to be playing this game or if you expect to, you know, win in any way. You are strategically deciding to not say something. And that's where the you can't say something comes from. I have realized that I am a rebel, not, you know, not a leather wearing tattooed rebel. And you wouldn't look at me and say, man, that girl's a rebel or that woman is a rebel. But I definitely have a rebellious way of thinking because I do not like when there is inequality. And who knows where that comes from? I don't really know where. I am a Libra, so, you know, maybe this whole thing about wanting things to be in balance, maybe that's where it comes from and this idea of justice and fairness. But I really don't appreciate when, you know, people, just because they're in a certain corporate, you know, structure, think that they are more powerful. Uh, I think it's bullshit. And I think that what we need to do as women is we need to say, yeah, we can say something because you know what? We're not interested in playing this stupid boy game that doesn't work for us. That corporate structure that so many of us have grown up in and where we learned, you know, what the rules were and where we learned how to play, that is not a game that I want to play. It's the reason that I left corporate America in 2010 because I looked up and I saw people that were in the, you know, the highest ranks and I don't like them. I don't like what they are about. I don't like what their philosophy is. I don't like how they treat people and, you know, that's a huge sweeping statement and it's not true for everybody. There are certainly wonderful people that are in, you know, high ranks in corporate America. 
But they are the outliers. They are, you know, the people who worked hard and stood up for themselves and maybe even got lucky so that they are treating people in a really kind and wonderful way and also, you know, doing some really great work. This is not all about, you know, making everybody feel good. There are certainly things that I have said and done that I am sure rub people the wrong way, um, you know, hurt people. I understand that. But the place that I'm coming from is not a place of selfishness. It's from a place of equality, of wanting things to be better, of calling out inequity. And I have definitely been accused of being, you know, too much, of being aggressive, of not holding hands and singing kumbaya around the campfire because I expressed my opinion. Sorry, you know, and I know that there are certain reasons for not, you know, allowing people to just sort of say whatever is on their mind, especially when you're in a a client type of scenario. But even that I would push back on and say it's important for you as the expert to be able to push back and and make the client think about things in a different way and from a different perspective. And, you know, if they don't like it, then then they're not for you. And this has been something that I have struggled with my entire career. I have had to put a filter on myself and completely hold myself back, even though I am an exceptionally opinionated person. I definitely uh, sugarcoat things. I, you know, listen and I let the other person talk first, even though, you know, I want to get in there. I, you know, something that just reminded me, I a couple of years ago in this whole entrepreneurial thing, there are so many times when I just want to quit and get a job because in my mind, the pattern of behavior is I think that, oh, corporate stable, even though we all know that it's not. But anyway, so I decided that I was going to go on a job interview. And the company was a local company here in Long Island. And they did something that was exceptionally boring, but they brought an element of fun to it. And so I thought that that was super cool. And so when they uh, called me in for an, an interview, I was really happy. And I had had to jump through so many hoops in order to even get this interview. And this interview was a working interview. And I thought that that was a really cool concept too. So as part of the application process, I had to develop some social media posts. I had to write something. And then the sort of the last part of the interview was that I had to go in to the company and talk to all the different departments and and sort of understand what it was that they were working on, what some of their challenges were, and, you know, see if I could offer up some suggestions for them to 
either be more innovative or improve or just give a different perspective. So I did that. It was a half day and the company was woke. They, you know, they paid me for my time. So all of these things are incredible, right? Excellent. I was so happy. I'm like, this is going to be great. I'll be able to get a regular paycheck, work close to home, all of the, all of the things that were important to me at that time. So I went in for this interview and the last part of the interview was a meeting where all the heads of the departments were at a round table and we were discussing something technical. And during this conversation, somebody had said something and I jumped in and to demonstrate that you know, I'm not afraid to speak up and I have really good ideas. So I jumped in and I said, yeah, you know, that is a great idea. And why don't we, you know, think about this other thing or, you know, how about this? And that was fine. The meeting continued on and I got called into the office from the CEO and he sat me down and he said to me, you know, you're not right for this company. And I was taken aback because I had thought that everything was going really well. The conversation flowed. I jumped in, all of that. And he said, you know, you cut off the CFO when he was talking about something. And I, you know, sat there in shock and I said, when did I cut you know, him off. And he said, you know, when he was talking about whatever. And I was like, I I didn't cut him off. I was validating what he said and I got excited. And so I jumped in to, you know, help his thought go further and to show that, you know, it was a great idea and, you know, all of that. And here I am on an interview, obviously, right? Obviously, trying to prove myself and my worth, have people get a taste of, you know, what it's like to work with me. And I was shut down. You know, it was it was sort of like, girl, shut up. Let the big boys speak. Do not cut somebody off, even if it's an enthusiastic insertion and a respectful you know, contribution to the conversation. And, you know, I took, I took the the pay, they wrote me a check and I walked out of there and I said, you know what? Never again. This is what is wrong with corporate America. Now I don't advocate people talking over one another. And I completely understand the idea of giving people the forum to express their opinion and giving them the room to do that in in its entirety. But what I don't get is all of these rules around how things must be in order to demonstrate respect. Like who wrote the rules of respect. I think that it's respectful and incredible when you have an idea that's, that you're talking about and somebody jumps in and says, oh my God, yes, that is an incredible idea. Why don't we think about it like this? That is what creativity is all about. You throw something in the middle of something and everybody iterates on it. And yes, you know, having people talk over one another and having one person be the strongest voice in the room and all of that, that kills 
people's creativity. But what I did, uh, even to this day, you know, it, it really, it, it, it does make me angry. Even to this day, I know that I didn't cut that person off. I am an incredible conversationalist and I am extremely respectful of people. I do not talk over people. If there is something that is exciting, I will jump in and say, oh yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like that makes the other person feel great about what their idea is. And that will allow that person to go even farther and deeper and think about things in a new way. So what am I trying to say here? (laughs) What am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that there is are a multitude of ways to be a leader and demonstrate your leadership. And there is not a playbook. There's not. What is a leader? You know, it's not a command and control. It is somebody who inspires others to be all that they can be, to to take from the army. A leader sees the magic and the gold in others and in groups and does something, creates a catalyzing effect so that whatever that magic is, whatever that gold lies within is released. That's what I think a leader is. And I also truly believe that in order to unleash that leadership potential that everybody has, that there needs to be different ways and different approaches to leadership. And for far too long, We have subscribed to one brand of leadership, and I'm just sick of it. So in the coming weeks, you will hear more conversations between me and others, you know, whether that's a one-on-one conversation, whether that's a group conversation, but we're going to be talking about all these different brands of leadership. And we're going to explore so that we can uncover that magic and that gold. Thank you so much for listening in today. I appreciate it so much. And what I'm doing here with She Leads is to show that there's a different way of doing things. And just having this podcast that is a little bit different than some of the other podcasts that you might have listened to in the past. Just by doing something like this, I want to show you that you can do it. And whether I have, you know, one listener or 50 listeners or 5 million listeners, I'm going to do things my way. (laughs) And we'll see what happens. Everything's an experiment. So thank you so much. And I hope that you'll tune back in and that you'll visit the She Leads Podcast Network to hear from some other incredible female voices who are doing things in a different way and bringing it. Take care. 
This is the She Leads Podcast Network.